Today's podcast is brought to you by the Curtain Jerks Podcast, the funniest wrestling podcast on the internet, full of sketches, improv comedy, and interviews with real WWE impact and other wrestlers. To check out their stuff, go to soundcloud.com slash curtain jerks. Make sure to leave comments. Enjoy. everybody and welcome to the sports 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 podcast i'm joel anderson i'm jordan palmaville and joining us as always is the sports outsider phil Ranta. i enjoyed our hiatus we had a little bit yes. of a hiatus yeah we did everybody got busy yeah if you know what i mean what uh what happened what, what happened uh well there was a series <laughs> of microphones then joel someone is <laughs> in a desert and then uh, i don't know i feel like we've really lost the thread of our storytelling yeah, here i'm confused yeah. now yeah Right. We weren't here, guys. Yeah. We were elsewhere. Uh, so we're, we're sorry to everybody uh, yeah. that you didn't get an episode last week. Yeah. But we're back. Yeah. With more sports. Yes. And by the way, we have done over like 250 episodes in, in what, three years? They yeah, say very few minutes. You got to get to 5,000, though, for syndication. That's true. So That's we're true. still a little bit of a ways off there. Well, oh I got God, a lot of angry really Snapchats to me Ooh. saying that there was no podcast i got no angry snapchats that's because your phone because <laughs> i don't I got, got no, snapchat. no snapchat i am not yeah. participating in snapchat whatsoever the green of the grass oh, oh. Yay. the softness of a well-worn glove this better oh, get this cool this the grass is yeah. green the glove is cool <laughs> yeah, having a dog yeah. at the game totally baseball, totally baseball. major rebrand baseball's cool now totally baseball Woo! I don't like the rebrand. I'm not a fan of the rebrand. Oh, so uh, baseball players do some crazy stuff, you guys. You're telling oh. me. Yeah, subheadline. Like swallowing things that are too big for them to swallow. Shouldn't do that. What? <laughs> but not their pride, because that's the type of joke you'd find in only baseball, not totally baseball. Right? <laughs> yeah. It sounds like a good joke to me. I kind of wish I'm we could stoked. Have heard that joke. Oh, yeah. man. Atlanta Braves shortstop Eric Ivar was removed from the starting lineup Thursday. Against the Pittsburgh Pirates. Ooh. After a chicken bone got stuck in his throat. What? That's I'm right. some wings, drinking some beers. Um, play the chicken clucking drop. <laughs> Manager Brian Snitker. <laughs> <laughs> sure. <laughs> it's Snitker. Yeah. Said Ibar arrived at PNC Park Thursday afternoon in discomfort. And was taken to a doctor, sedated, and had the bone removed. Dude. Wow. So this dude eats a chicken bone. It gets stuck in his throat, and he's all like, yep, time to go to work and catch some baseballs or something. Yeah! Wait, nope, I have a chicken bone stuck in my throat. Never mind. That's going to get infected! <laughs> Sounds like a fairly serious ailment. Ha-ha! <laughs> According to the newspaper... One Braves player said Ibar had some blood coming from his mouth. Oh. And he was unable to lift his shoulder because the bone had caused so much discomfort. Discomfort. I don't even know how that works. If you got a bone in your throat, you can't lift your shoulder. It would be hard to dig out the bone from your mouth because you're going to lift your shoulder. <laughs> maybe it was like a voodoo thing because he had eaten like a shoulder joint. I thought uh, maybe it was striking some like weird nerve. Right. It, like the chicken bone was pushing against the a nerve that went up the spine. Maybe yeah. Eric Ibar was hung over and came up with a pretty great way to get out of the lineup. Uh, I, I ate a chicken bone. I can't, <laughs> I can't, can't lift my arm. I can't lift, I can't lift my shoulder. Because <laughs> I ate a chicken bone. Yeah. Uh, a whole chicken bone, Eric. 
Yeah. <laughs> All right. So he's in some discomfort. Sure. But not as much discomfort as Ibar and the Braves have been causing their fans. Whoa. Oh, that's right. Are pretty bad. I bet plenty of fans are coughing up blood and their dicks won't work right because Ibar's only hitting a buck 74 and the Braves are a league worth 10 and 29. Take that, fans. <laughs> Oof. It's been a rough season for Ibar and the Braves as a whole. Anyway, that poor guy had to be scared to death, Snitker told reporters, according to the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. He looked okay when he left, but I don't think he's feeling very good. Let's just hope everything works out all right. Or not, because maybe the chicken bone would have helped. Pump his stomach! The fact that they're not describing the removal process, it sounds like it wasn't surgical. It sounds like it was sedated, and they, like, yeah, they slapped should... on a glove and just reached down there. It might have been. I'm a little disappointed they don't deci- They discuss, like, how large the chicken bone was. Yeah, I'm yeah. Wa- fans want to know. Well, I mean, the thing is, like, if you're, you're eating chicken off the bone, there are a few that are small enough that I could imagine like, I've been accidentally swallowing. Yeah. My mom used to tell a story of there was a uh, doctor in the work cafeteria oh. who was getting everything off a drumstick and actually started choking on the drumstick. Whoa. Oh and then, like, well, a five-foot-nothing, 90-pound nurse performed the Heimlich on him. Successfully. Nice. <laughs> I'd pay to see that. Can't go to work today because I rushed my lunch and tried to eat shit I'm not supposed to eat. That's totally baseball. Yeah! yeah. The grass is green. The glove is cool. Having a dog at the game. Totally baseball. Oh, I love totally baseball. Again, I really got to say that I do not like the rebranding. It's so I feel like good. It's, it's lost some of the pastoral beauty. That, it doesn't that even need sponsors because it's baseball. so rad. Oh, that's right. It wasn't sponsored by anything. That's fine. I, I we don't need even it. notice. We don't need it. I mean, we lost socks, guys. Socks was a big sponsor. Okay. A well, big sponsor. I mean, here's the thing. They dropped their advertising budget a yeah. lot. People aren't wearing <laughs> socks anymore like they used to. I mean, I never wear socks, but... Right. Yeah. That's because you are a smelly man. Yeah. What's on the show today? Ah. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Well, we've got this, uh, the guy who... uh... Okay, no, there's a a terrible eSports scandal. The eSports scandal, yeah. So, there's an eSports... League of Legends. Well, I mean, League of Legends. Phil, can you explain this a little more? Yeah, totally. So, there was a couple eSports teams... Got some pretty major fines and got some delays from their tournament because they were their horrible mistreatment of their players on the team. That's oh, weird for video yeah, game players. Pretty crazy, yeah. So uh, we've got their. Uh, he doesn't describe himself as a coach. He describes himself as a king. Okay. That's weird. His name is King Linnaeus. But he's in charge of the team. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, we're interviewing so, him about the allegations. Maybe he's sure, going to try to clear the air. He might try to clear the air. Yeah, King Linnaeus might try to clear the <laughs> air. Named after the Swedish naturalist? It might, maybe. I don't know. We'll have to ask him. We'll have yeah, to ask we'll about have to that. check in. And yeah. then this is a little old, but Bartolo Colon, mm-hmm. uh, is, in his, is he 40, 41, like, something uh, like that? Yeah, uh, 42, He's I a think, pitcher, he's that, overweight, yeah. and he be, just became the oldest major league player to hit their first major league home run. Yes. Yeah, and we've got the uh, – so they issued a baseball card. Right. Tops yeah. does a thing where you can get a baseball card the night of when an event happens, and they yeah. make only as many as that are ordered. This was the largest selling one in, in the Tops instant card industry yeah. history. So we've got a representative from Tops. His name is Jeremy Bottoms, uh, and he's going to be clearing the air about why this card did so well and what their plans are. I don't think he needs to clear the air. I just want to hear I'm more about the, the concept. Air about yeah. the tops thing. But, well, yeah, I mean, yeah. I think he's there's talk nothing about... to clear. We're just we're just going to find out more about his company. Yeah, the air can always be cleaner, Al Gore. <laughs> <laughs> we should have Al Gore on sometimes. We should, but He'd no, we've got Jeremy guy. Bottoms instead, yeah. and King Linnaeus, King Linnaeus, and Jeremy Bottoms. Yeah, 
and that's it. No, 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 no. Knock that off. We also have a wide world of weird sports. You're goddamn right we do. Oh, I'm familiar with that segment. And news, news, news. News, news, news on the Sports, Sports, Sports podcast with Jordan, Joel, and Bill. News, news, news. Countdown to Rio, Summer Olympics Death Watch. Countdown to Rio, Summer Olympics Death Watch. Brought to you by Cardboard Box Funeral Home. You need a cardboard box to bury your loved one because you don't have a lot of money and you want to be environmentally safe? Well, come on down. We got cardboard boxes that are big enough to fit people. Ooh. We can't let that slide. That was an ad for cardboard uh, cardboard coffins. Yeah, yeah, I think so. I don't even know if I was unpacked. Cardboard coffin funeral home was that the name? Cardboard. At that point, don't you just go cremation? Yeah, I guess in this case, I guess he found a business plan and he's following (laughs) his dream. All right, well, no problem with it. If the check clears, I don't know that we can say no. Sure. Russian athletes banned for doping. Uh oh. (laughs) Subheadline: Authorities ask. Are the athletes dirtier than the water? Boom. No, no. Oh, okay, just making sure. No, the water no, has hep C. The athletes do not. That, yeah. That's fair. Well, uh, some of them might. <laughs> some of them might. Those oh, stories about the old Olympic Village. Right. They have a lot of six. This one comes from the gray lady, uh, the New York Times. Yeah. Uh, many Russian athletes at the 2014 Winter Olympics in Sochi, including 15 medal winners, were part of a state-run doping problem, meticulously planned for years to ensure dominance at the game. Wow, they, they didn't dominate. Well, they had they did much better than Vancouver, which right, apparently was yeah. a national disappointment. Yeah, so much so that they can't even let you know the free market dictate their doping. <laughs> Everything's got to be state sponsored, no right? Yeah. <laughs> um. The, so the person who who is a, the whistle, whistleblower is a Gregory Rodchenkov. Rodchenkov. What do you think of that name? Second see. paragraph there. Rod Rod Rodchenkov. Rodchenkov. Gregory. Uh, he ran a laboratory that handled testing for thousands of Olympians. He developed a three-drug cocktail of banned substances. Being a good Russian, he mixed it with liquor. Oh! <laughs> and provided it to dozens of Russian athletes, helping to facilitate the most elaborate and successful doping ploys in Sports Illustrated history. <laughs> did, did they dupe the athletes in? Like, yeah, it's all new shots! Yeah. Well, actually, apparently, and, and uh, so this is later in the article they explain, it was to speed up the absorption of the steroids and shorten the detection window uh, Shiva's whiskey for men and martini vermouth for women. Sexist. I call bullshit. Uh, so this involved many of uh, Russia's biggest stars of the games, including 14 members of its cross-country team and two veteran bobsledders who won golds. Mm. Yeah, Phil. Oh, ca- cross-country. Even the bobsledders. Phil. But then the Jamaicans won't have as much of a chance to win. <laughs> I was, I was oh, thinking sorry, cross-country just, running. Yeah, and I was just sort of like, wait. What? <laughs> you know, snow running. <laughs> yeah. God, that'd be a good event. I'd watch that. An independent observer watches over the lab. Yeah. Okay. okay the anti-doping lab during the Olympics all day. Mm-hmm. Russians got a plan. We'll work at night. Smart. Okay. So Russian anti-doping experts and members of the intelligence service. Whoa, KGB? Presumably bored by the lack of a Cold War. Yes, this is yeah. true. They don't call them the KGB anymore, though. They're oh. like the FSK or something. Yeah. They got a new acronym. Still scary. Yeah, still scary. <laughs> yeah. They 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 replace samples with clean urine. Here's why they needed the the KGB. We'll call them. Okay. They somehow were able to break tamper-proof bottles. Wow. Huh. Okay. We actually now I'm not joking. We actually don't know how they did it. Even the doctor Rodnichnov says it was the most impressive thing that it was a guy in a suit who just came in and says I'm going to need those bottles for a while. Left, came back. 
got it in and out, didn't look like they were tampered Man, with. Wow. Fucking KGB. Right, That's right? awesome. God, they, they have always gotten shit done. Magicians. Okay, so here's where it gets really tricky. Here's how they did it. So there's an anti-doping laboratory in Sochi, as there often is at the Olympics. Yeah. Right? Here's what we didn't know. Next to the anti-doping laboratory, there was a closet. But it was no closet. Uh-oh. It was a shadow laboratory. Ha! <laughs> Nice. They worked that night and passed bottles of clean urine through a hand-sized hole in the wall to the legitimate laboratory. Now, by the way, the New York Times tweeted out a graphic of how they did it. And it's just a picture of several rooms labeled secure area and a red spot in the wall that says hole. <laughs> wow. <laughs> and next to it, <laughs> that shows like storage space. And that's the yeah. closet. Yeah. That's incredible. So it's and even more dastardly than that. Okay. Despite during the day. The hole was concealed by a small imitation wood cabinet. What? Oh, my gosh. Yes, Phil. The imitation wood cabinets were in on it, too. Oh, Oh my gosh. I got to say, you got to hand it to Russia. Like, (laughs) society continues to get, like, unquestionably better, but, like, in the process, like, a little bit less cool, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Less fighting in hockey. It's like, yeah, it's better, but... We did like the we fighting. We did kind of yeah. like the fighting in hockey. I feel like here's Russia, like, not letting go of the kind <laughs> of, like, cool but unquestionably bad for humanity Cold War stuff. Right. They're like, we are going to have state-sponsored doping. Yeah. We are going to get our intelligence service involved. <laughs> We're going to hide a closet in the middle of a secure laboratory. When they invited the KGB, and apparently they told all the, like, the research people, like, he's here to observe the lab. Mm. And then they noticed all he would ever do is ask questions about the bottles. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> Yeah, oh, they I love still that don't so much. know how like, he did sort it. Sort of shit that it's like it's better that it's not that way in most of the world anymore. <laughs> it's pretty flippant hilarious. Jesus, yeah. The fact that they're still going for it, a part of you sort of is like, you know what, Russia, you do you. And so <laughs> deliberately. <I> know, <laughs> like right. there's so many <laughs> right. motions right. to this. Right. Yeah. This yeah. is not like a let's try and slip one by that. that no, this it is sounds the, like, like this came from Putin on worked its way. They were way. watching oh, yeah. TBS on late night once and went. You know, Ocean's Eleven is great film. <laughs> is there a way that we can implement this? Doping <laughs> for the Olympics. By the end of the games, Dr. Rodchenkov estimated as many as a hundred dirty urine samples were expunged, mm. or what those into water sports would call a golden opportunity wasted. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, America. None of the athletes uh, were caught doping. More important, Russia won the most medals of the games, easily surpassing its main rival, the United States. And here's where we have to huff and get indignant. <laughs> and and they, in doing so, undermined the integrity okay, yeah, of right. one of the world's most prestigious sporting events. Right? Yeah. I mean, absolutely. Undermined the in- integrity. Completely undermined. I watched it on TV, and it turns out I was watching a lie. <laughs> Honestly, and, and this is... Partially makes me a terrible person, and I'm acknowledging that. But almost have more respect for this than I do for the Chinese approach, which was to win a whole bunch of medals in like gymnastics and synchronized diving and all of the like judgy, judgy sports. Yeah. You know, I'm sort of like, you know what? This at least it's like we're gonna go faster than you. It's it's been well known the French judge can be bought. Yes, sure. exactly. the French judge has been for sale in every single uh, judge yeah. sport. No, in fairness, yeah. Russians tried that, too. So yeah. maybe I'm giving them too much credit. Uh, New York Times asked Russian officials to respond to these claims. A Russian sports minister, Vitaly Mutko, released a statement uh, to the news media calling the revelations a continuation of the information attack on Russian sport. 
Information Oof. attack on fine Soviet. How I mean, this is, the same, this is the same information attack that we see on climate change yep. and, and anti-vaxxers. Yep. Just that information attack. Right? Is that why they shoot all that pollution out through a hole from the giant storage <laughs> closet in the middle of Moscow? That's it, why they shoot it through Russia a giant... Russia is now carbon-free. <laughs> Zero carbon emissions. Cast your eyes away from small closet <laughs> attached to every power plant. So it was back in November that the world anti-doping agency or wada yeah said the russia was sponsored they said we think russia's sponsoring a statewide doping scandal and dr rodchenkov was forced to resign and he left for los angeles for safety this was a good idea because back in russia two of dr rodchenkov's close colleagues died unexpectedly in february within weeks of each other whoa both were former anti-doping officials Huh. Russian officials said one died suddenly of a heart attack at home, and they didn't bother to give a cause of death for the other guy. Oh, wow. Oh, shit. Yeah. It was you a Friday before a three-day weekend. That's the, the saddest obituary ever. Yeah. <laughs> Why bother? <laughs> don't, don't worry. Yes. Don't worry about it. We, we don't feel like coming up with fake yeah. reasons. <laughs> we are out the door. He's dead. Move on. <laughs> yeah. So, in the interviews with the New York Times, Dr. Rotchenkoff boasted about his ability to shield doped athletes from detection. Even so, Russia did have the highest number of athletes caught doping in 2014. Yeah, which suggests that... But here's, here's what Dr. Rotchenkoff says. He says, some of the athletes would at times take drugs he had not approved. Oh, that's the problem. Making them vulnerable to discovery. Quote, all athletes are like small children, he said. They'll put anything you give them into their mouths. Speaking of that, we must bring up the Russian uh, women's hockey team, which was doping throughout the games per Dr. Rodchenkov and finished in sixth place. Ooh. Ouch. Either either we're doing a much better job of concealing our doping or the Russian women's hockey team was bad. Or maybe it's true that sports are 90% mental and 10% physical. It's 90% mental and the other half is physical, Phil. It's a classic That would make more sense. Joining us now on the podcast is King Linnaeus. You're in yeah. charge of an esports team that has uh, been hit with some pretty serious allegations. Bow in front of me! Uh, Bow um, in front of your King Linnaeus! Right. It's very cute. It's a funny no. name. Um, it's not a name. It's a title. <laughs> oh, I mean, I it's was a title I was bestowed on me. Definitely going to lean over quite far to shake your hand. Um, you're... Is that a short joke? I mean, it wasn't a joke. It was just no. an I can't wait till I lock you in my basement. You what? What? I'm not hey, going to let you okay. do that. Hey, King yeah. Linnaeus here. Yes. You, okay. you have some explaining to I'm do. I'm here to clear the air. You're here to clear the air. Your team's been hit with some yeah. serious allegations. A lot of them yeah, have by, to do with, by pussies. with penalties and fees <laughs> and some sure. other that stuff. That is never no. the right way to pussies respond to serious are, allegations. Pussies are the people who make allegations. We are magicians and warriors. Would you tell... King Arthur, not to use his sword so much? Well, no. no. Good! I mean, but King Arthur, you know, was, was, a, was a leader of men in actual combat. I am a leader of men in actual combat. You're a, I am the King Linnaeus! We need to get to this. Combat. You have yeah. been accused. Your team specifically has been fined and penalized for player mistreatment. Yeah. Yes. For safety and welfare uh, problems with your, uh, your teammates. What, what does mistreatment Ass- mean anyway? Assaulting players, apparently? Though uh, I, I don't look, know that would be look, that look. dangerous. It's been said a million times, waterboarding is not torture. <laughs> 
That has not been said a million yeah. times. It has been said a million times. Our, our, our presidential candidate, Trump, said that waterboarding is not torture and he'd do a lot worse. Why would I'm you... not doing worse. I'm just waterboarding people while they're playing League of Legends. Why you're, would you waterboard people while they're your playing Your own teammates. Well, imagine this, right? You're playing League of Legends and it's, it's really hard. And then you have to play it while being waterboarded. All of a sudden, you play it when you're not being waterboarded. Game's real easy. <laughs> okay, so it's this really is like, you know, you, you put a yeah. donut on the bat when you're swinging. It's, it's really resistance heavy. resistance training. There you go. Okay. Resistance training. Seems like really odd resistance training to me. Well, you know, when you're in that scared sensibility, your adrenaline's going, and it gets your muscle memory going more. Couldn't you just, like... Have it all play at, like, double speed or something? If you're a vagina, sure. If you're a huge talking <laughs> vagina, you can play it at double speed. Well, okay. I, I, King Linnaeus, you, you, you're, you're talking a lot of trash here. Yeah. And, and here's the thing. These are pretty serious allegations. You've been fined. You've oh, been yeah. penalized in competition. What, $20,000? What's that to a king by title? <laughs> king, of, king of what, exactly? I'm the king of my domain. What what is your domain? The basement. Okay, okay, all right. I have a basement where all of my players train. I was gonna say, could you give us basically run us through your players and the training routine and stuff? Let's see Happily. what's what's good about. We'll this. see what's, if you're a bad. pussy or a person. Okay, all yeah. right, all right. So this is what my team does. All right? all right, I put them inside of a basement. I lock the door and turn up the temperature really high. Ooh, Kim, seeing some problems here. Yeah. Okay, but this is important. You don't give them water. If you give them water, they stop wanting water. And water is their reward. So you got to keep you got to keep water away from them. Right? They win the game, they get a What's sip it? of water. They lose the game, got to play another game until you win the water. Isn't How that long do these rational? games last? These games? Yeah. Anywhere from well, it depends. If you're just playing a game, 6 or 7 minutes. Okay. Right? I can go 6 or 7 minutes without water. Playing a tournament. Water. The way we play in eight or nine hours. Didn't the bad guy in Mad Max Fury Road use the exact same rationalization about water? I, th- I got a lot of my ideas from that guy. <laughs> You're absolutely right. Water makes you greedy. It's true. Water makes you greedy. All right, let's continue on the train. You're getting hung okay, up okay, on this okay, no okay, water so thing, all right? Basement. For good reason, I think. Also, but- you can't let them get up and go to the bathroom. They got to go in their pants. In their pants. Because what happens if during a tournament they have to go to the bathroom? What, they're just going to get up and go to a bathroom? Can you, uh, here's yeah. the thing. I, I don't play Could a lot of video games. Could you game? pause it? Pause the game in the middle? Yeah, like hit, hit yeah. start. And you think that I'm an idiot, you noob? <laughs> well, I'm definitely, I'm definitely a noob. I'll admit that. I'll admit yeah, that. me too. Yeah, I can tell. You can't just pause. You can't push start and then go have your macaroni and cheese. <laughs> And then come back and, and save the princess. This is a, this is a sport. It's an e-sport. It, it seems like that would be the whole thing about Not an e-sport. Not e-fuck-around time. It's e-sports. Okay. Uh, what else should we know about your training Okay, methods? so they can't go to the bathroom. They they're, got, they're being, not allowed they're to being, drink water. They're very thirsty they, at they this point. They got really mad about this one, which I still don't understand, is if their mouse breaks, you have to put them down. What? Yeah. What? <laughs> what? If they're playing and their mouse breaks, you You're have like to put them down. Computer mouse. Yeah, their computer mouse. If it breaks, you have and to put them down. Put them down. You mean? I mean, shoot them. You got to kill them. <laughs> the the person. Yeah, you got to kill the person, not the player in the game, or else they're gonna break mice <laughs> left and right. Uh, I mean, do you know how what that would do to our budget? A, a replacement mouse has got to cost what, like thirty, maybe forty bucks. Thirty or forty bucks for a professional gaming mouse, Joel. <laughs> Gosh. Oh. 
How how much is the life of one of your gamers worth? About 140 bucks. <laughs> oh, sorry. Silly yeah, me. That's what a gaming mouse costs these days. Don't even get me started if they break a button on the keyboard. That's torture then death. <laughs> so that the other people know not to slam the keys so hard. Okay. Make your hot hit your hot keys gentle and fast. It does seem like your no water policy and your waterboarding policy are at odds with each other. I guess that's a good point. That's a good point. <laughs> yeah. I don't think you should have spelled that out to him, Joel. I think you're right. Instead, we're going to have to start fireboarding him. <laughs> My original plan. This have you is... ever been fireboarded before? No. It makes it feel like you're getting burned in the face. Because <laughs> that's what's happening. You're getting burned in the face. It's a board. It's a very hot board. You just squish it against someone's face while they're playing. You know, fireboarding. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, no, that, that, that all makes sense. Uh well, that really makes sense. <laughs> right. It doesn't make any sense it's at all. It's super fucked up. Yeah. yeah. I, think, I think we're both beginning to learn exactly why you were hit with these penalties. Well, you know what? I think that what they really got mad at was what, what happens to people when, when they lose. I, I, sh- I mean, what happens when, they, when, when their mice breaks? When their mouse breaks, you kill them. Right. them if you, you, you break a keyboard. What happens if they lose? Well, this is what happened. This is what they got really mad at. We illegally traded players when one of them lost. That was part of the fine was that illegal trading of players. That doesn't sound at all... You, the league had a huge problem with it. I know, right? They had a problem with this? No, I can understand them having a problem with it, but, but in the context of everything That's else what that I tried to point. tell them. In the context of everything else that I do, this isn't a big deal. So, I guess I have some questions for the league, too, that we're not going to be able to get to in this interview, but... No, because the league, you know what? They're a bunch of puss brains. If you want real champions, if you want me to be able to beat the Chinese in League of Legends, you're going to have to go the extra mile. Well, let me I don't ask, know let that me I ask care you that this. much about you beating the Chinese. Where have these training tactics got you? Like, what have you, what have you done well? What are your accolades? What, are you, what is your standing? Have, have you achieved the success you need with these very strict training methods? I can proudly say that about six months ago, we came in third in a tournament, and we all won free headphones. Third? Came in third place in a tournament. It was a really good standing. Third? Of course, that whole team was killed for losing. <laughs> but we got a bunch of really great free headphones. Well, it yeah, sounds like new, you got a bunch of got really a bunch great. Of free headphones. Oh, yeah. I sold them on eBay immediately. D- torture dungeon dungeons are expensive. So speaking of which... This- torture dungeons don't grow on trees. You can't uh, work at McDonald's King, King to get Linnaeus, a torture dungeon. This, uh, this basement that you speak of that this is all happening in, is this in a house that you own... Or is it in your parents' house? I mean, it's... My mom lives upstairs, but right. the basement, yeah. I own the basement. She just owns the upstairs. You, you, know, own, you, you have a deed. Owns, you don't own the basement. I mean, I rent the basement, so it's, it's as good as owning. I've got tenant law on my side. Right. How much rent do you pay your mom? I mean, I... T- Pain kisses. All right. These are your pretty badass. Why? Hey, shut your mouth, all right? <laughs> I'm going to put you in my torture bait. I'm going to cast a... Fire spell on you. Yeah. Right. No, you're not. Cast no, you're fire not. Fire spell on my No, you're not. Well, if you ever play me in League of Legends, I will. Yeah. I don't think we're ever going to play in League of Legends. I don't League think Le- we're going to do Linnaeus. that. I don't, I don't know that we were running the same circles. That's because you'd lose. One Mic final, drop. One final question. Are you named after the Swedish naturalist? I don't know. I don't have any idea what you're talking about. Linnaeus. He, he was a prominent Thank you Swedish. for joining us, yeah, Linnaeus. <laughs> Appreciate my it. My pleasure. Joining us now on the podcast, the uh, the oddly named Jeremy Bottoms. Why do you think my name is odd? Well, you work for Tops. Oh, I understand now. <laughs> I can understand the humor on why 
my last day being bottoms would make it funny that I work at tops. Yeah. <laughs> I just got that. <laughs> um, Jeremy, you're here to tell yes. us about the new uh, tops instant cards. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's done a lot of, a lot of revenue recently with Bartolo Colon. Right. Yeah. He had his, his first career home run. Yeah. Decided to commemorate it with a custom card. Sold pretty good. Yeah. Right. They're nine ninety nine. You have to order them that day. Sure. And then you print them, and then that's it, and you do a new one every night. A lot of people said you can't make a lot of money doing nice, genuine moments in sports and then selling them as cards. Okay. I'm uh, here to tell you <laughs> that works. All right. That, that's that's definitely true. But, um, you know, wh- what else are you planning to sort of capitalize on? On this sort of momentum, you have. Well, we decided that it was time to start commemorating more moments that maybe were overlooked. Okay. All right. Yeah. Last week, there was a pretty interesting moment where the Mets mascot, Mister Met, right? He's a. He did a little dance on top of the dugout, and people said it was why one of his greatest dances he ever did. Which people said that? I heard it spoken around the top's office okay. by a few other people. Doesn't he, doesn't he dance every game? But this one was particularly great. <laughs> so we decided to commemorate it with the Mr. Met dancing on top of a dugout card. Okay, mascots uh, often right. get their own baseball card. It's not that sure, weird. Yeah, it's, it's not, not that, that weird. weird. But yeah. So, so, so what, what else It you sold $180,000 That's the a, first day. That seems what? like a lot. For, I mean, it's not very yeah, exciting. It goes to show the baseball card collectors... A very interesting taste <laughs> when it comes to moments in sports. Okay, but I mean, you know, uh, uh, Bartolo Colon hitting his first career home run is the oldest player to do that. That was a that was an on the field like moment. That was an exciting oh, if you want home run, exciting on the field moments. Yeah, we do, we do. There was a pitcher pitching last week. Mm-hmm. Forget his name at this moment. <laughs> the name's not important. Okay. What is important is that he threw one of the finest curveballs I've ever seen. Oh, this might have been Rich Hill. I think, I think it was yeah. Rich Hill yeah. threw a very fine curveball. The player swung, and it was a foul ball. But, man, <laughs> that curveball sure was great. Okay. So we decided to commemorate when the ball was still in the air between the pitcher and the batter with its own baseball card with a close-up of the ball. Spinning okay. through the air. Well, I mean, if if it got fouled off, I'd question how great a curve it really is. It yeah. looked, it was a pretty great curve. I'm sure ball. it was a pretty great curve. People ball, around the office said, "Wow, if I could throw like that, I wouldn't be working here anymore." Oh, okay, fair enough. But like, just sort of one one. We curve sold five hundred and thirty thousand dollars in the first day. What? What? Yep. That's really a close up of a baseball spinning. Spinning. But mid-spin. But you can't really see it spinning so Rich, because it's, it's a, a card. Rich Hill was not, <laughs> Hill was not just in Just a picture. <laughs> no nope, No players, just the ball. But people, I think, looked at that ball and said, that's a mighty fine curveball. Probably. I mean, I don't know how you could possibly tell from a still. Well, you know what you can tell from a still? What's that, Jeremy? There's a lot of outfielders who stay at constant attention even when the ball's not coming towards them. It's very important for players to well, yeah, always yeah, yeah. be alert. They're very attentive. Yeah. And that's why we decided to come out with a special edition card where we show nine outfielders that the ball's not coming to really standing on their toes just in case the ball gets out there. 
Wow. Just so pictures just, of them on the field. Nine basically inactive people. They're inactive now, but imagine if the ball got hit to them. They'd, It'd be a pretty pretty good sight to see. They'd jump to life. It yeah. would jump right to life, and you could feel that that potential energy jumping off the card. The thing is, I mean, you watch any baseball game, and you'll probably see that at least 20 or so times. But if you get the card, you see it nine times in one glance. That's... <laughs> We sold $1.2 million of that card in oh the first impossible. 45 minutes. These cards are impossible. selling. It, it, I, I got to oh say, because it's just, I'm, I'm sorry, Mr. Bottoms, these all sound like really boring cards. I mean, Bartolo Colon hit a home run, and I believe it was a close game, too, in his first career home run. Oh, you're looking for a little more flash in your cards. Yeah, yes, you're a traditional. Yes. I would say a lot more flash. You're more of like the mid-90s baseball card market. Yeah, uh, okay, actually, sure, yes, yeah, yes, sure. absolutely. Now you're well, speaking my boy, language. Boy, do we have one for you. <laughs> okay. All right. So we all know that the heart and soul of every team is the general manager. I don't, I don't know, know if we all know that. Yeah. that. The well, brain, coming, maybe, but not the heart and soul. Well, we're coming out with a series, a custom deck of every gen- general manager eating a hot dog from their stadium. Boy, it's pretty great to see the difference in all the hot dogs and the different ages of all the general managers <laughs> and the way that they approach eating <laughs> their hot dogs. So this is, this is 30, 30 different commemorative cards that you're putting out. We decided that we were going to start printing once it pre-sold at $2 million. <laughs> oh, my <laughs> God. Once we hit $5 million, we went, this freight train's never going to stop. <laughs> So we're just going to keep making those cards until people stop wanting them. Well, seems the like way it's looking, that's never going to happen. Yeah, it seems like at this point you could graduate to doing various different types of hot dogs. You got the grilled, the boiled, you got the brat, the sausage. Hold on, I'm taking notes. <laughs> Don't well, talk so fast. I, can't, slower, I cannot, I cannot you remind me believe that... of that micro machines guy. <laughs> the expediency and the way that you talk. You know, I don't get that a lot, so... Yeah, um, and people rarely, when describing my talking, use the word expediency. Would you guys like a free baseball card? I would love. I would a free love ba- a free baseball yes. card. What do, what do you got for us? Well, we've now got a baseball card printed, commemorating <laughs> this wonderful podcast. Really? Hey, I've thoroughly really? enjoyed. That is fantastic. Really? Yep, we put it up for pre-sale five minutes ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah, let me check the numbers. Oh boy, this is. Uh... Oh, looks like nobody bought it. Oh, so. They bought yes, the general can, managers eating hot dogs yes, for $5 million it's and a, nobody decided to get our It's a fickle market. You win some, you lose some. Well, what This what one is a pretty big loss. <laughs> so, I'm sorry. What, what was the card of? Well, it was a card of all of us talking and laughing and just generally having a great time. I feel like you could have found something a bit more interesting than that, though. Like a commemorative 250th episode card, uh, you know, or some sort of action shot. Do you guys want to see a dead body? Wait, <laughs> what? That's my little joke. <laughs> Just oh. pictures of baseball. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, Jeremy yeah. Bottoms, thank, thank you very. You for I had a great podcast, time. Jeremy. Thank you so much for having me. Good luck over at Tops. You guys sound like you're somehow doing. A really Do you guys want to take business. a ride in my Maserati later? You can feel free, but no food or beverage in the seats. That's fair. You drive That's... a Maserati? Yes, thank you for having me.
Today's podcast is brought to you by Sue.co. That's T-S-U.co. It's the only social media site that pays you to post. So make sure to sign up through Sue.co slash Sports the Number 3 Podcast where you will get paid to post. And when you post, we get a little something too. So go to T-S-U.co slash Sports the Number 3 Podcast to support this podcast. And now it's time for another wide world of Weird Sports! Wide world of weird sports. What do we got this week? This week's <laughs> wide world of weird sports. Argentina versus England in the 1986 FIFA World Cup. Ooh, that must have been awkward. A-V-E, yes. Yeah, because, I mean, Falkland Islands, was that 86 or was it like 85? Oh, wow, I didn't even think of that wrinkle. But holy smokes. That was the first thing. (laughs) Argentina versus England played on June 22nd, 1986. Never forget, was a football match between Argentina and England in the quarterfinals of the 1986 FIFA World Cup at the... Estadio Azteca in Mexico City. The game was held four years after the Falklands War between Argentina and the United Kingdom and was a key part (laughs) in the already intense football rivalry between Argentina and England. Is it? The football rivalry was already intense. Is then the war. Is that why there was the war over the Falkland Islands? Yeah. It's got to be the football. Uh, It was also a match which included two of the most famous goals in football history, both scored by, say it with me, Diego Maradona. Maradona. Yeah, that guy. Uh, The first goal after 51 minutes was to become known as the Hand of God goal. Oh, Oh, okay, yeah. 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 Uh, I'm not going to pooch why, uh, but we'll get to it. His second, four minutes after the first, saw him dribble past five England players, Beardsley, Reed, Butcher, Fenwick, and Butcher again, and finally goalkeeper Pete Shilton, and it became known as the goal of the century. That yeah. fucking butcher's a bum. Yeah. I mean, he really butchered the defense on that one. Uh, the game was won 2-1 to one by Argentina. Uh, and they went on to win the 1986 World Cup with a victory over West Germany in the final match. So, real big. Maradona won the golden ball for a player of the tournament whilst England's goal scorer of the day, Gary Linker, won the golden shoe for being the tournament's top scorer. Mm. So lots of golden stuff given out. I didn't yeah. know uh, World Cup did that. I'd never heard of those. Golden shoe, golden I've ball. never heard of them before this either. It's not surprising. You no, know, you got know. like your Con Smythe and your... Uh, let's get straight to the Falklands War, right? So yeah. the Falklands <laughs> War... In 1982, increased the mistrust between England and Argentina. The Falkland Islands, situated in the South Atlantic Ocean, is an overseas British territory, which claimed by Argentina as its own as the Islas Malvinas. And I mean, where does Argentina get off? I mean, you want to talk, obviously, those islands, very close to England, close to their hearts. I'm sure if you talk to English people, they'd be able to give you, a, in the 80s, a long and very specific reasoning behind why they cared so much about the Falkland Islands. Whoa, Joel. That is a powder keg. <laughs> and this is why. On April 2nd, 1982, never forget, Argentina's forces invaded the islands. The British considered hmm. this as an invasion of its territory and sent a naval task force that recaptured the islands on the 14th of June, 1982. Though the two nations were never officially at war, 
The conflict resulted in 258 British and 655 Argentine deaths. Jesus. Yeah, a whole lot of people got killed. Obviously, there's huge stores of gold on the Falkland Island, right? Uh, just the golden ball and the golden shoe. <laughs> yeah. But Well, not the golden shoe, that one. So, uh, following the game, uh, Maradona stated, Although we had said before the game that football, football had nothing to do with the Malvinas War, we knew they killed a lot of Argentine boys there, killed them like little birds, and this was revenge. Wow. Let's get to the goal, shall we? <laughs> yeah. All right. <laughs> That's a pretty bold statement from a soccer player. Pretty big. Pretty big. Yeah. Uh, the hand of God goal. So six minutes in the second half, Mardona cut inside uh, the left and played a diagonal low pass to the edge of the area to teammate Jorge Valdano and continue his run in hope of a one-two movement. Yes, the legendary and well-known, obviously, to the people on this podcast and our listeners, movement in in football. The yep. one-two. The one-two. So, uh, Hodge tried to, Steve Hodge tried to hook the ball uh, clear, but miscued it. The ball screwed off his foot and into the penalty area towards Maradona, who had continued to run. The English goalkeeper, Pete Shilton, came out of the goal to punch the ball clear. Maradona, despite being eight inches shorter than the six-foot-one Shilton, reached it first with his outside left hand, and the ball went into the goal. Isn't that the whole point of soccer? Are you not allowed to do that? Yeah. Uh, but uh, referee Ali bin Nasir of Tunisia claimed he did not see the infringement and allowed the goal. Oops. So the hand of God because he used his hand to hit I believe him. he nicknamed his own goal too, right? I believe Probably he true. gave it that nickname after the fact. I'm pretty sure. Diego, aren't you... Aren't you referring to yourself as God in this one? Huh? Sure. <laughs> no, just a good name. I good think, name. Really. Good name. Maradona later said, I was waiting for my teammates to embrace me, and no one came. I told them, come hug me, or the referee isn't going to allow it. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty that great. That is the most soccer statement yeah, I've ever heard Pretty of Pretty good. That's gamesmanship. That's yep. gamesmanship. Yeah. Stretching it out. Uh, just four minutes after the hand of God goal, however, came the goal of the century, so-called because it often claimed to be the greatest individual goal of all time. Yeah. Shit. Hashtag make goals great again. Midfielder <laughs> Hector Enrique passed the ball to Mardona inside his own half. Mardona then began his 60-yard, 10-second dash towards the English goal. Boom. The Kobe Bryant of soccer. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he passed four English outfield players, Pete Beardsley, Peter Reed, Terry Bitcher twice, and Terry Fenwick because he butchered it. Mardona finished the move <laughs> with a feint that left the goalkeeper Pete Shilton on his backside. Which I'm sure with like a boing sound effect would have been yeah. pretty funny. Uh, I've before- actually I've seen this goal on YouTube, and it's one of those things where it's like I can acknowledge how impressive it is for him to go this long way, but at the same time it was just sort of like God, if this is the goal of the century, then I'm definitely never gonna like soccer because it's just sort of like yeah, he sort of moves the ball down the field, past some people, and then he kicks it in. It's like. It's very okay. hard to dribble the ball past one professional soccer no, player. It is. Yes, yep. I, I'm not undermining the difficulty. And he did it to the butcher twice. Terry In the butcher. In terms of how butcher. interesting it is to watch, it's just sort of like, oh. That's fair. I mean, obviously, most of the world completely disagrees with me. but At Almost everyone. Almost everyone, yeah. And that brings it down to another wide world of weird sports. Weird sports. 
citizens of Podcast Town, this brings the close of the sports, sports, sports podcast. Before we go, we're going to bring back in, um, I don't know, who, which guest would you like to have say the contact information, Joel? Uh, I'm leaning towards King Linnaeus. All right, let's have King, King Linnaeus. Can you come back here? All right, I'm back. All right. Yes. All right, I get to rule over this kingdom. Right, you get to read the contact oh, information. Oh, contact to... information. Yes. Okay, you can email this group at sports, sports, sports podcast at gmail.com. That's sports, sports, sports podcast gmail.com. And if you make a typo, they're going to cut off your fingers. No, uh, you can no, find we're, us not, on... we're not going to do that. Well, then they're going to make typos all the time. How are they going to learn? <laughs> there are How are fans. they going to learn not to make typos? We can accept some typos. There are fans, and we like them. Jesus, okay. Well, you can find us at facebook.com slash sports the number three podcast. Not only do they share their podcast, but there they also share articles about the sports world. And then uh, send death threats to the people who make fools out of the institution no, of sports. No, 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 no. No, we do not send death threats to no people def- who, who make fools out of the institution of sports. No, we not absolutely... Not even to Kobe Bryant? No, never no. to Kobe Bryant or anyone oh. like that. Well, that no, seems no, like absolutely. a huge miss. <laughs> Maybe to you, but that's not how we do it's things. It's not how we point. operate. Okay, okay. Or you can find all of the back episodes at SoundCloud. I know that most of you listen on iTunes, but if you go to SoundCloud.com slash Sports Number 3 Podcast, you'll comment... And if you listen to the podcast without commenting, then we're going to air raid your... Nothing will happen. Nothing will happen if you listen to the podcast and you don't comment. We're going to send drones out to intimidate you at least. Thank you very much, King That's my pleasure. Hey, guys. Hey, Joel. Joel. Did you guys see that awesome joke that I did in the outro this time? What joke? Guys, come hug me. Hug me. No one's going to believe that we did this great joke unless oh, you come with me right now. It's, it's the joke of God. And the podcast. <laughs> Lights off. You have received this transmission from the Comedy Podcast Network. For more shows, visit ComedyPodcastNetwork.com.